Good morning. It is pretty cold this morning. It's like 11 degrees. Fresh, so. It's been walking quick, quicker than normal. So, I was going to talk about the color of language or the color of words. I did some um, an experiment of sorts about a year and a half ago and about a year ago it ended abruptly I spoke about it on uh, another discussion but just want to explore it in a bit more detail so color has frequency and it's also it's got information in it so it's um, tells you what to do without it having to tell you what to do you don't need any words or anything like that whereas if you had a black and white image with the word red on it it doesn't really give you any information it's just empty it's um it's not telling you anything but when you see the colors red green blue yellow brown there's information in it you can relate those colors to things that you've seen experiences it's kind of the same with um, smells when you smell something and it reminds you of a place and then you can imagine that place it's like that but colour is more I guess it's more primary it's not, it's not as intricate as that colour is like do something like stop Or it can induce feelings of warmth or cold. So if someone walks into a room and they're like, oh, it feels cold in here. Could be because of the colour of the room. Or it could just be because of the temperature. Or it could be both. because is blue going to absorb or reflect more light it's going to reflect more it's not really going to absorb any it's not going to absorb any light or it's not going to absorb as much light as red and then the consequence of absorption is Radiance is going to radiate heat. So if you've got a black pair of curtains or a black blind on your window and it's sunny, you'll feel the heat emanating from your black blinds or your black curtains. 
so perhaps that's why we perceive things as being warmer or cooler based on the colour alone because of the amount of energy that's emanating from from that colour so when you get to language right so I did some analysis about a year and a half ago I don't know why I was doing it I wanted to I wanted to find out if there was a way of identifying truth this was back when I thought things were quite uh, on or off it was either true or false is before I uh, before I I guess rediscovered that things are dependent on the con- on the condition of the observer the state is dependent upon the observer it's not a true or false thing two people can listen to the same thing they can look at the same thing they can watch the same thing and they can have uh, they can see different states they can see different things figuratively they're seeing the same thing but because of their conditioning because of their beliefs it's going to have a different outcome slight variation maybe or maybe a wild a wild variation so I wanted to find out if I could take basically scrape a news website scrape a report from a news website which is basically just take a copy of the report only the text and then apply processing so first I would pull out every word that was used so I've got a list of all the words that were used on that page and then I would count how many times those words are used and then I would I'd take a standardised copy of the page so everything would be in lowercase so there'd be no capitals so there'd be no uh, inference of like beginning and end like beginning of a sentence end of a sentence that sort of thing or a name or things like that name of a place so I did all that I wrote this script that did everything it took a copy of the website or the web page produced all these uh, text analysis put them all into separate text files and then it used the standardised text to pass it through a text to speech uh, engine which means that It created an audio file of a person speaking those words, speaking the report. So as you might hear it on the news, or as you might read it, 
but it's uh, it's auditory. You can you can replay. It's just a wave file, right? So after I had that, the script would then pass that wave file. Pass it would pass that audio file, and it would produce an image. And it was an image similar to what you would see um, on an old TV, like white noise when you were in between stations or something, in between frequencies. But this image would be consistent of red, green, blue, as well as black and white. So depending on the depending on the structure of the audio file, you would get different images. Now I've been using the same script to generate random random noise or entropy. But it isn't really, it's not really entropy. It's just a part of the band of energy the constant flow that I was that I keep talking about it's a part of that it's an expression of some part of that probably probably more aligned to like 50 or 60 hertz because uh, the data it uses to produce this entropy or to gather this entropy, this randomness is from the circuitry in the computer so it's got sensors like temperature data clock speed, all this stuff so So that's what it would be um, using to create this, in quotes, random, random data. But if you look at the images that I captured, I captured an image every 15 minutes for about six months. And the images are just, there's a pattern to it. And I know it's not, I know it was in a hardware random number generator, which is a separate device that's specifically for generating randomness. But the principle is the same. It's still relying on a piece of hardware to provide a bunch of data. Something that's already expressed. It's got to be expressed as numbers or letters. So So if you're gathering something that's already expressed as a number or a letter alphanumeric or whatever or just numeric if it's already expressed then it's not random anymore And if it's already in a pool so the way these random number generators work is they keep a pool of uh, quotes randomness so it'll capture it 
I'll capture random ladders and data and then I'll put it into like a buffer so that it's quicker for it to grab it from there than to generate however many bits of data it needs every time you make a request because there's other parts of the computer or other programs or functions that use it such as things like OpenSSL which is used for creating certificates and keys for securing access to your if you've got a Linux machine or for generating certificates which isn't a typical thing that would be done every day but the key rotation the keys the keys to access your system the host keys or client keys they may be rotated daily so some of that randomness is going to be used by programs like that so I had this all set up and I gathered all these images and then I was like I just let it run I let it run for about six months and then all of a sudden the images stopped stopped being produced and something had happened I had to reboot the uh, the little server and then when the server came back up the script that I'd been using the script that I'd written had been deleted and I know it had been deleted because everything else that was in that same directory was still there so it was a script that was the only thing that was missing <laughs> it was only the script that was missing so I was like in 30 years of working on computers yes I was, I was 7 years old when I first started using the computer for 30 years I've not seen anything like that how something could be removed or deleted by itself unless you have something specifically to remove that specific script but that would be uh, I'd have no reason to create something like that I would just delete the script myself so so it didn't really make any sense but I kind of took it as a sign like maybe just stop doing that but nah it's like a year later a year later and I'm back using the same kind of technique that I'd found uh, a year and a half ago so I've said this before that there are things that you'll be doing that you won't really know why you're doing it that you just feel it's almost like you feel like you should try it out it's not that it's going to be something that you're going to do for the rest of your life kind of thing it's just something you feel an urge to do or you feel drawn to 
and that's what it was like for me I was trying to figure out like okay so is there a way of algorithmically determining whether these news articles are BS or not and obviously the answer would be would be no not not in the not in the way that I was uh, doing it the tech the method I was using to analyze to convert it into different formats that that's uh, plausible because that aligns with it aligns with what I'm doing now in terms of looking at things in terms of frequency instead of the words on the page because anyone can piece words together they don't necessarily mean anything like I created some images last night just in black and white black background white text and it just said like three individual images in the middle of each image it said red green or blue and I ran them through this little analyzer where it determines the color composition so obviously there was only black and white so there's no real color but there was all color in it right So anyway, so it came back and for all three colours it was the same value. Which you would expect because you look at the image and you only see black and white. There's no other information in it. There's words in it. But if you didn't know what those words meant, you wouldn't be able to derive much from it. there'd be very little to derive from it it's just a bunch of signs and symbols so so what I did after after that I rewrote the script rewrote the script that got deleted a year ago so I've got it to a point where it is creating the audio. So it takes a piece of a piece of text, text file. So I just put I just put all the text I want in the text file, and then uh, pass it into the script, and then the script will make an audio file, and it will make an image. Now the annoying thing is the command that I use to create the image is not it's not a standard command. It's not something that a lot of people seem to be asking for. I spent I spent probably about an hour looking looking online, looking on my laptop for this command that I used where you basically, you pass in whatever data it is 
into this program which converts it into an image could not find it trying to search online is like it's a waste of time literally <laughs> literally is a waste of time because everything I was searching for even though it was specific um, it would just turn up all these forum questions that were like on a completely different level they were like so there's a there's your I was talking about random number generators on your computer so that's accessed on on a Linux machine or a Mac via a device which is it's like a file slash dev slash you random and everything that I found no matter what I searched for was just about oh how random is it how random is this device I've heard that it's not <laughs> it's not proper randomness and I'm like fuck's sake like banging my head on the desk who gives a shit seriously there is no there's no such thing as random If it's something that comes from energy, which is everything, then it isn't going to be random. It's always going to be ordered in some way. Because as soon as it's observed, it has to be. When people look at things, assuming they've all got They've all got no disease with their eyes. That their vision is all pretty much the same, no issues. Now if they looked at a bush, they're all gonna see the same bush. Just purely in terms of vision. Not in terms of belief. Cut that part out. Just if they were to take a picture with their eyes. It would look the same. But then once you start to apply the beliefs and stuff like that, that's when it starts to alter. It alters your perspective. It doesn't alter the physicality of the thing. I think people think that manifestation and things like that is is altering things physically. Manifestation should be seen more as uh, magnetism. You're trying to draw things closer to you or you're just trying to draw things to you. So when you're manifesting, you're not man- you're not creating something physical. You are trying to attract a thing.
so so I still need to find it's just one command one command to convert it into an image and it's almost like I'm being stopped and it's almost like whatever whatever happened to cause that script to be removed to be deleted it's almost like it happened to stop me from continuing to look at it but it would have um, I mean back then it would have been a waste of time because now I've got uh, different perspectives on things my condition has changed I'm seeing things more as frequency and constant flow of energy as opposed to being separate things so language language and the colour of words it's a funny thing right because if you're reading a book you can read it and not really pay attention and you'll miss all of it you may completely miss the whole point of the book you're literally just looking at the words so looking at the words on the page I don't think the words have any effect I think there's a process or a mechanism that has to be willed it has to be a willing in order to interpret it I don't know I think that that's just my perspective at the minute <laughs> hmm because I mean if you didn't know language if you didn't know a particular language and you saw signs would it mean anything to you would you be able to figure out how to how to get to a particular street probably not because it's almost like you have to be initiated into a language you have to know the alphabet and the alphabet seems like maybe it is uh, what do you say crypt like a cipher in order to read the words in the book you have to understand the cipher and the cipher is the alphabet and the alphabet is used to create words and the words are used to create sentences that's kind, kind of what it feels like to me that it's just a cipher that language is just a means of encoding information and only those who are initiated i.e. those who are taught the language can decipher it because to look at something 
that you've not been initiated into is just going to look like WTF what is that it's not going to make any sense now I know some people some people can speak multiple languages some people can pick up languages very quickly but it still relies on knowing the alphabet and knowing words it may just be the speed at which they can pick up uh, those meanings or decipher those meanings is quicker than than normal so now I was learning a few months ago I started to learn Irish and I started to learn Latin at the same time and I think I stuck with Irish for about three months and it's actually not that difficult but the thing is they don't teach you they don't teach you an alphabet as such the, the, the program that I use it was basically on your phone and just whatever you have time you go through practicing but the thing that it would get you to practice is just phrases and words linking words so it's like forming the connections not really deciphering anything but it was you make the connections between the words uh, the words and the things that you know in your language or pictures and then I guess that provides you with another way of deciphering but you don't have the full list you don't have the full cipher list so that would be like if there's no I guess it would be phonics the signs or pho- phonemy is it phonemies phonememes you know what it like shows you the what it sounds like so like hell h h e l capital l hell yeah so the color of language So I think Yeah, so I think that's what I think that's what it is, right? I think it's just a cipher. I think languages are just ways of encoding information. And I think they were probably used to protect information, to protect cultural information. And then somebody thought, oh yeah, let's create a universal language. And uh, 
it removes the need for maintaining those all of those different languages makes it easier for commerce and trade but that's about all it makes it easy for so so maybe that's why maybe that's why they pushed for everyone to speak English because that's the cipher list that they created or decided to use because if you compare it to something like Irish or Latin some of the stuff you say in English makes no sense and if you look at if you look at old texts 1700s 1800s the way that they wrote and spoke is different to we speak the way that they wrote and spoke was more they structured words more aligned with Irish I think the English that we use today is more accusative as in you you place the subject first and you accuse the subject of something whereas in Latin Irish Spanish and French I think are the same <laughs> the subject comes last so it's like you're talking about an object and you say is it pertaining to the subject you're not saying the subject is a piece of shit a piece of shit is the subject whereas the English is more accusative because you're making the presumption that that's what they are so if you're asking the question so I think that's why English is a bit it's a bit rough but people wouldn't know that <laughs> people wouldn't know that that might be an issue because there's nothing there's nothing in the there's nothing telling you that there is and that's that might be because maybe society has made it that way it's another one of those societal constructs in which everyone just agrees that that's the correct way of speaking and whatever I don't know but I want to try and find out is there a way of determining if words uh, kind of align on a spec on that spectrum on that energy spectrum I know in terms of tone but you could express any word with different tones so it's whether the word alone carries any energy and how, how is that expressed if it's expressed in the sound the tone is going to change it the tone is going to change the whether it's like accusatory or not and how it's used in a sentence 
but taking it as a standalone word I mean it might turn out to be it might turn out to be nothing which is maybe why I was kind of diverted away from it last year maybe that was the reason why But I think given that language is such a integral part of how we live, we see things, we hear things, we communicate, we communicate in sounds and words and visuals. And those words form the sounds and the visuals. So is it a process, is it an inner process that is making sense of the words, that's deciphering them? Or is there something energetically that is derived from it? I'm not, I mean, I'm quite open at the moment I'm not going to make any assertions yeah there's quite a lot of planes coming over today I'm just stood at the just stood at the top of this little hill the sun's just come out so it's warm so I'm just uh, enjoying that for a little bit and then I noticed there was a lot of planes flying quite low. Our nearest airport is uh, London Gatwick. It's like 30 miles away. I guess it being a Friday, maybe. Maybe there's a lot of people going home or something. Yeah, so I guess that's it for now. Color of language. The other, I'll just mention there was another thing that I was looking at. I was trying to do uh, geometric or yeah, geometric shape recognition. So basically, those images I create, the black and white images where it's got the red, blue, green. I took those and tried to apply some um, pattern recognition to it. Like finding edges, circles, squares, but I think the image format was uh, wasn't compatible or something. But that was another thing that that was another avenue I was going down. That maybe when you see words, maybe it's the shape. But then, uh, but then speaking this morning about 
language being a cipher of sorts if the shape of the words gave any hint or direction then anyone would be able to any person would be able to look at a word and figure it out but as that doesn't seem to be the case I'm gonna say that it is a cipher that language is a cipher and that's why you need the alphabet and the beginning you know the words that get you started you need all that information in order to in order to understand it fully in order to speak it and write it so it'd be interesting to see if there is the color aspect to it though the energetic aspect because i know when people speak in other languages like when i was in when i was in hong kong and e even in the uk if someone's like I've heard people speak in Nepalese um, if someone's speaking Cantonese I can tell I can tell if they're talking about me and it's not always because they're just looking at you I don't know if it maybe not the tone but may maybe it's just their energy. Maybe it was the person's energy as opposed to the words themselves. I don't know. But I'm sure other people have felt that. And having not known the language. So yeah, it's interesting. And I think it, natural language processing, which is basically like analysis of words, analysis of spoken or written word. I think it's more about the structure. So, yeah, I think it's more NLP. I think is more about getting the tone. I think it's more about tone. Yeah, because it's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things like if you want a if you want a computer to speak it with a natural kind of tone, you need the pitch, the tone, and that that depends on the words and the structure of the sentences because it's not always going to be apparent what tone to use. Some languages they do apply 
tone to the words or to the characters so it's easier in that sense but in English it's it's not because there's no marker for tone it has to be has to be more or less inferred by the structure or the um, the neighbouring words so what's directly next to it what's directly after it that could dictate the tone in which it would be spoken so that would be like how you would get a good or a bad sentence or phrase or word maybe I think what I'm trying to do is uh, maybe a bit easier doesn't require so much processing it doesn't require looking at looking at the neighbours or anything like that so we'll see hopefully hopefully I can get it to work again and then uh, I can test out make some observations but anyway I think that is that for now So have a good day, speak to you later.